Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Welcome to the Rehab is for Quitters episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast, HR's most dangerous. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm still drunk. Nice. On this week's show, we're wrapping up the good, the bad, and the ugly from HR Tech in Vegas last week. We're talking big takeaways, hot companies and trends, and our favorite, whiskey and cigars. Woo-hoo! Someone pass the Pedialyte. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the job's fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Yes, or <laughs> give it a shot of bourbon. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Sovereign is not messing around. They're on the warpath. Yes. At le- I saw at least four different bottles, I think, of whiskey uh-huh. that they were uh, passing out the shots at the show. Anything goes in Vegas. Oh, yeah. And so we we were actually pulled over to take uh, shots of Maker's Mark. And that was, I think it yeah. was during, was it before? I think it was before the pub crawl. Yeah. So pub crawl, for those who weren't there, and a lot of our listeners were not, uh, they did a pretty creative thing. And Instead of having a bar set up, yep. like you went to different booths with alcohol and it was, um, from what I remember, a pretty good time. <laughs> yeah. And they had them spread out all the way through the conference. So, I mean, you could, you could hit yep. this, this booth for, for beer, this booth for some fruity drink or some shit like that. So it was, yeah, it was really cool. And I, I'm telling you right now. Every conference should have something like this. It was uh, it was wonderful. <laughs> and I don't even think Sovereign was on the official pub crawl list. They just took it upon themselves to pass out liquor to people. Renegades. I love renegades. <laughs> Fucking renegade. <laughs> and they're really mad about the whole AI thing. They, they're going to we're going to do something with them. Yeah, they're calling it, I think, black AI. Uh-huh. Like black hat AI and white hat AI or something, and okay. and how most AI is BS. So we're gonna get to the bottom of of Sovereign's opinion on AI. Well, yeah, and what I think should happen is we should go down to Austin where they're at. You have a ten gallon white hat because you have such a big fucking head, yeah. and I have a black hat, and then we just do our thing. Yeah, and my <laughs> my hat is bigger because it has hair on it. By the way, <laughs> there's a, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, should we get to the rest of the shout outs? I think we have maybe a few oh, yeah. after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for first, first off, though, big props. Thanks so much, guys. Uncommon emissary for carting our asses along with them to HR Tech. Wouldn't have been there because HR Tech said, screw you guys. You're not getting media passes. <laughs> yeah, big thanks to those guys and our sponsors who were uh, front and center. Yep. 
of the show. Amazing. Uh, they were everywhere. Yep. Um, and certainly sponsoring our show got him to that point, obviously. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the talent yeah. or the technology at these companies. Yeah. I'm talking Job at X, who, who customized T-shirts for both of us, by the way, I'll add. Uh, Sovereign, who we touched on, yep. Whiskey Shots. Talru was there as usual. Yep. Uh, really good presence from our sponsors and shout out to them. Yep. Uncommon was there. And uh, yeah. And not to mention, Job at X actually spent more money to be able to get the t shirt size that you needed. So I thought that was pretty awesome with them. It is an extra, you know, because when the, when the guns are out, dude, you got to have a little extra fabric. On that sucker. And you've got some groupies over at Uncommon, apparently. That's that's fun to well, see. Well, it's pretty cool that uh, so Emily wears. I, I came up to the to the booth just to check out, have some conversations with Teg. And it was awesome because there Emily was there and they're like, hey, this is Chad. And she's like, oh, I know Chad. And she wanted a selfie. And I just thought that was really cool that she was geeking out over meeting me. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't explain that. One at all. I, I don't I don't either. But uh Thanks, Emily. And then also Megan over at Great People, who was freaking awesome. She uh, tagged us on a tweet and we went over, uh, had a, had a, another picture with her. So that was really cool. So, uh, yeah, no, thanks. Great people, Megan and all the all the peeps over there. <laughs> Shout out to Doug Berg and his team at Zap Info. Yep. Uh, not not a uh, sponsor yet, hopefully uh, one day, <laughs> but he was on the firing squad. And according to his uh, his team, yep. their presence on firing squad uh, resulted in a breaking of the dam in terms of business uh, and money coming in. So, uh, oh, come on. So hats off and shout out to Zap Info. Well, that's sweet. Well, that being said, Vervo, our first Vervo. firing squad, we went out and had drinks with Omer. And uh, so, yeah, another not a sponsor, but we've got all these different companies who have been engaged or ha- have actually worked with, collaborated with uh, Chad and Cheese podcast. It was fun to meet all those guys. We touch so many lives. <laughs> So much love on this show. It's, it's a, hard to take. It's a bad touch. It's a bad touch. <laughs> and thanks for feeding us. Yes. Uh, Monster and Hiring Solved. Uh, I crashed the Monster Dinner. You got an official invite, yeah. which is crap. But uh, <laughs> shout out to those guys for for keeping us fueled uh, with dinners. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Very nice. Shout out to more of our fans. Uh, Danielle at Beamery comes to mind. Yes. Uh, but just the number of people that, you know, mentioned the show, recognized us, whatever was, was really cool. Uh, yep. the fact that this show touches some people is awesome and we appreciate the love uh, that we got at the show for sure. And we had a beer with Ed from Philly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, as he, he highlighted, doesn't need help finding Ed, friends. He does he's, not he's need doing help. just fine on his own. Yeah. Ed, <laughs> Ed, that was awesome. That was awesome. Philly. Oh, they're on They're uh, They're playing the Colts next week, by the way. Yeah. They're in Philly, I think. So anyway, that just popped in my head. Uh, it has no relevance to the show, but um, yeah, I guess. Other, other than f- Philly looks Philly. like shit right now. My God. I, it, yeah. Can you buy a fucking kicker in the NFL today? Dude, don't even get me started. <laughs> Carson Wentz is back next week, though, so uh, that'll be interesting. Thank God. Thank God. Anyway. So, so last shout out, unless you've got more, but I want to start into uh-huh. a, another bigger discussion. Ward Chrisman and Larry Cummins for inviting us to the HR Tech Collaboration Zone. The, the, so the big conversation around this is it seems like HR Tech, they carry a sledgehammer with them. And anybody who comes near the conference, um, they just whack a mole, man. Uh, I mean, it, 
Ward was escorted out of the Venetian. He was in the Starbucks, which was outside of the actual conference itself, mm-hmm. by seven security guards. What the fuck is that all about? I don't know. There are pictures. For those who don't know, so Ward runs an organization, uh, association kind of thing, and uh, yeah. HR Tech, the organization. It has not been very congenial to them. Uh, they've not been real welcoming to us as well. Although you and I are not getting escorted out of Starbucks <laughs> yet. Uh, yet. Yeah. Dorsey's maybe, um, which is one of the bars there. Anyway, yeah. uh, that was crazy. If, if you want to go to like Twitter, if you follow Ward, Facebook, even LinkedIn, he's got pictures of the cops. Yeah. Um, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Who knew that HR was such a cutthroat beat him over the head business? It's not. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> I mean, this is a people business. It's a software business. Not to mention, I mean, HR, a- HR tech is really like a shark, right? When it comes to conferences and, and Ward and some of these these other smaller ones are kind of like pilot fish. You know what I mean? And they're there. Yeah. And it's not that they're bad. I mean, you can you can go through life very nicely being one of those pilot fish right but uh hr tech i mean it's like yeah yeah, you can't do anything it doesn't matter if we're doing it or not we don't want to collaborate and we're going to hit you with a sledgehammer and seven security guards that was ridiculous yeah history is not real kind to organizations that do those kinds of things so i for one are rooting for a little bit more balance in the conference sector rooting for the eres of the world uh the ta techs of the world the unleashes of the world oh, yeah. uh, to balance this thing out because maybe HR tech has a little too much power at the moment. Well, in balance, we talk about balance. It was really weird because it's been a while since I've been to an HR tech. It seemed like there were no practitioners there. I mean, in comparison, it was like there were really no practitioners there compared to the amount of vendors that were there. And I kept asking vendors, you know, is this really a conference where you guys connect with practitioners at all? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, this is not. This is about partnerships. Or nothing, mm-hmm. because really the practitioners are very few and far between. Yeah, which is another reason why you know keeping the press out is stupid. Because yeah. these vendors want coverage; they want to talk to people that write stuff. They want to talk to the social butterflies of the industry, yeah. and you know keeping them out just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But yeah, I agree. There weren't there weren't a ton of practitioners, and if they if there were, they weren't very vocal or visible. It was. It was pretty nasty. It was pretty nasty. Can we get to the show? Sure. All right. First things first. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Well, let's go with, let's start with Pitch Fest. So, I mean, Pitch Fest was interesting and the production was really cool. The, the, the stage and, you know, it was, it was funny because Tim Sackett was like the first, the first MC. Um, guys, does a great job, but it's hilarious. Tim is like the face of, uh, Sherm right now. And, and <laughs> come on, you know, love the guy to death, but come on, you got the bow tie, the bow tie, you gotta find a much better looking face to be the face of Sherm guys. Ouch. Love him. We'll give him a big, big hug, but yeah, he's not the, he's not the best looking guy in the Dude, world. He's our indeed jail informant. <laughs> he's all good. But, but we still love, all good in our book. still love him, but we love so, him. For so sure. pitch fest five minutes. Okay. And they had so many of these startups doing pitch fest. I mean, Five minutes first off to me is ridiculous because you've got three, I think it was three minutes to pitch and then you only had two minutes for Q&A. So mm-hmm. that, that's not enough time really to evaluate anything. 
I mean, seriously, especially HR technology. So uh, yeah, I thought it was like they just had too much. And it was almost like, how many startups can we get into this? Uh, And then let's try to crunch the time as much as we possibly can. It just from a value standpoint, somebody who is listening, yeah. uh, if it, I think 10 minutes minimum should have been where they started. Yeah, I think the, the 15 minutes our deathmatch uh, contestants will get uh, is much more valuable than the, the minimal time they got there. However, there's something to be said for, ele- for elevator pitches, right? Yeah. Um, so what, what were, I don't, I certainly didn't see all the pitches. I don't think you did either, but what were some of the, the startups that stuck out in your mind? Yeah, that's a good question. So Jane.ai, I went through yep. one of their demos and I thought that was something that, uh, that really stuck out. Um, you know, a lot of the other ones were really our sponsors because I wanted to find out more about what they were doing. So, you know, obviously job addicts and, and, uh, uncommon, uncommon I did not were great. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they, they're, they're launching some shit here in the next, you know, few weeks or month or so that I think is going to be pretty amazing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there were so many chat bots it, to be able to have conversations around just that in itself was a full day's damn work. Yep. I'll add, uh, I'll, I'll second the ones that you mentioned as well as I'll, I'll throw in disco. <laughs> yeah. Um, what it was interesting. Um, and this, this would be a major takeaway from me, um, is that I, I think we're sort of seeing an app 2.0, mm-hmm. uh, resurgence. So most listeners will know about obviously iPhone, Android apps, Facebook apps, essentially building stuff on other people's platform. Uh-huh. And to me, the next sort of wave of innovation is, is sort of being built on Slack. Um, Slack, as many people know, the messaging service, you know, for businesses, uh, both Disco and Jane.ai uh, are built on Slack and they've grown through that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about uh, or we talked to Monster, which I guess we'll talk about about the next break, but they're also dabbling in the app ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I'll save that for after the break. But um, it's very evident that 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 platform is going to be a hotbed for new companies going forward. Uh, and I think we're just seeing that now at, at this year's Pitch Fest with uh, Disco and Jane.ai. Yeah. No, I, I think Slack, I mean, that was how their business has been built. It's like, look, we don't want to build all these apps. And we might acquire them. Who knows, right? Yeah. But to be able to build them doesn't make any sense. So just let leave the power to the people, give them the APIs, give them the tools, and let them go and build. The thing is, though, from risk standpoint, we talked about this a long time ago with with Gary over at Tweet My Jobs before it was bought by Prearch. That you know, when you base your business off of somebody else's platform, when they change rules, you could be screwed. I mean, at the end of the, you could be done with your entire business model if they change what they're doing. And we also saw that on the SEO side with a lot of aggregators. So yes, it's incredibly cool. And if a system like a Slack continues to work in that, that current business model, that is perfect. But if they're, if they're actually acquired and that changes again, there's just risk to, there's risk in any business, but that's, that's a big risk. Huge risk. Yeah. A listener, some listeners will remember a company called Branch Out, yeah. which basically built its whole business on Facebook's platform. Yeah. And when Facebook changed the rules, the company went into the proverbial shitter. Um, I, I assume uh, be known by Monster. They're, they're dabbling in on Facebook, had a mm-hmm. similar ending. Um, LinkedIn has changed their API over the years. Facebook continues to change it. Yeah, you're basically you're a sharecropper. Uh, it's a sharecropper situation. You know, when it's someone else's land that you're farming, 
don't be surprised if they kick you off or change the rules on you. Um, Slack, to their credit, probably will change the rules. Yeah. So, you know, move forward with caution when you when you move to platforms. But I think for the immediate future, Slack has a real advantage if they open things up and grow the business um, and hopefully don't change things too much for, for folks. I do actually think that um, Slack's API, as I know, gives the, the gives the company um, a, the power to shut off like specifically certain apps. Uh So IBM, if they use Slack, they can um, individually turn off an app from being on their, uh, being on uh, their, their own platform, but you still remain on Slack. So they may do stuff a little bit differently than like a Facebook because they are so specific um, to this space, but yeah, um, move forward with caution. What were some other takeaways from the, from the show that you got? Well, first off for what you just said, you could turn yeah. from a sharecropper into a share crapper. That's right. I think you pulled that one at the show and I booted as yeah. well. No, we did at dinner and everybody loved it except for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I actually went around from booth to booth right on like one of the mornings I was there early. I think it was the last morning I was there early. And, um, actually I, I wanted to take some time to look through and see how these companies were actually spending their money. So, um, I'd like to talk about some of the booze, some of the really cool booze, and then some of the some of the bad booze and, and why they were bad. You you want to do that? Sure. Okay. So so <laughs> not to not to, you know, pimp pimp our sponsors out, but I do believe that Tauru had a really good booth. It was a big footprint. I mean, it was expensive. Don't get me wrong, but they had leather couches. Uh, you could chill and you could charge your phone. You could just kind of chill with your buddies. You could do work, but you could charge your phone uh, in their little consoles. And that was that was really open, inviting, and that's the kind of uh, the, the kind of experience I would want somebody to have with my brand. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Talru was great. I think. You know, for those who didn't go, the the front of the expo hall was where the big sort of the big players are, right? That's where Career Builder drops their load. That's where the startups <laughs> sort of want to get noticed and, and make an impact. And then as you go back into the expo hall, you get into the the twenty by tens, the ten by ten booths, the startups. You have the the kiosk island with with startups uh-huh. that had just a little kiosk to show to show off people. What what stood out to me. On the booth, two things stood out to me in the the, the expo hall. Number one is apparently chatbots are for real. Yeah. Um, apparently, the whole like automation messaging thing um, is gonna really be a thing because the two that stood out to me were Maya and Olivia slash Paradox. Um, Paradox in particular looked like the monolith from two thousand one. It yeah. was like this big just thing coming out of the ground with no windows. There was like one entrance to the thing. But when you went into it, there was, you know, stations to work and salespeople. So that stood out to me. And and Maya was a very similar, just big presence Mm -hmm. at the show. I tend to like the underdog. My second takeaway was, you know, go to the back of these things, go to the nooks and crannies in the corners that don't, you know, get the high, high traffic. Cause that's, you know, the back of the bus, so to speak, is where, you know, the fighting's going on, the passion, the actual founder is at the booth, the CEO mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. Um, you know, they're fighting the ground war 
um, the guerrilla war that the other companies are not. So I got I got a kick out of going out, going back to see, you know, Good Time, who's also oh, yeah. a firing squad alumni. Yep. Um, uh, Textio was back there. Some companies I never heard of and probably never will hear from again. <laughs> uh, happy or not. You know, the company where you 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 slap a smiley face or a frowny face yeah. in regards to how you feel. You know, to me, those are the companies that are interesting uh, just because they're fighting that good fight. And and the, the people that usually started the businesses are the ones that are actually in the booths. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because, yeah, the, the Olivia had kind of the monolith kind of set up. But it was it was really like the antithesis of Tauru set up. Tauru was like it felt inviting. Come on engage with our brand where Olivia was more like, you know, stay the fuck out unless we invite you in. That's how it felt. Right. And not to say that they didn't have, cause they had a army of people that were actually there yeah. who were, who were nice and sweet, but still it's all about that. It's all about that brand and building that brand. And that is what some of the actual booze felt like it was walled off. I understand there's kind of like this secrecy who what's in there kind of a thing, but yeah, that's not what I got from it. It just wasn't warm and inviting at all. It was really cold and stay the fuck out. Okay. I guess we can differ on that. I, I, I had no problem with, yeah, what's inside strategy um you know i you know it's like a private club kind of thing what's behind the the velvet rope um you didn't have to be invited in you could just walk in um and i i did like you know it's hard to be noticed in in just a sea of booths that's why that's why companies buy like the overhead you know to to hang from the ceiling so they can be seen like paradox you know it was like a house in the, the center of the of the exhibit hall. So we can disagree on that. Um, I guess the final verdict yeah. is the companies themselves um, and how they did uh, with that strategy. But yeah, for me, it's like the kiosks, the ground, you know, like that to me is interesting. You know, the companies that will eventually be at the front of the expo hall uh, to me is where the action is. Um, another, another takeaway for me for sure was business is good. Like money is flowing. Companies need solutions. Employment, you know, like is unemployment is down to just bare bones. Like it's a good time to be in the employment industry. And and you and I have seen at least two, Mm -hmm. uh, each downturns in the business. And, you know, most people are saying in the next two to three years, we'll see another dip. But for now, man, the party is on and it's a good time. So when you're Oracle and you have this huge like Starbucks, it's not really even a booth. It's like a Starbucks, right? And Oracle has a shit ton of cash, right? But I, it, 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 still, they're spending the cash. Cornerstone is hanging donuts off the side of the wall, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's like, what makes people happy? The aroma of donuts in the morning. Just grab a donut, get a coffee. I mean, it just it was crazy cool shit and job line i would say gets an honorable mention because they were just a few rows back from career builder and they were on main street i don't know how they they got there because you know they didn't pay the high price but uh sometimes you gamble uh and uh and and they got some amazing placement but my my best overall was clickboarding an onboarding platform and never seen these guys before in my yeah. life, but they didn't spend a lot of, a lot of money at all. They didn't do the Oracle or the ADP stuff. What they did was they bought a double sized booth and they made it really cool. It was kind of inviting kind of the faux wood corrugated steel. They had a seating area, a little bar action. It was cool. 
And uh, it was something that really, again, it was one of those things where you've got to take a look from a marketing standpoint. Do you want your brand to feel cold and steely or do you want it to be warm and inviting? And that's there was really a dichotomy between the two. And that's really what you saw. You didn't see an in-between. You saw either really cold and steely or it was just kind of cool, chill. Come on in and let's talk. Pretty sure that's the first time the word steely has been used on the podcast. So uh, drink drink to that one. And you used it twice <laughs> in this name, uh, Diatribe. Uh, yeah. And if if Elvis is still alive, he was at the show because I saw at least two or three Elvis uh, impersonators. And by the way, can I just real quickly, the um, this was this. I thought this was really cool. So you mentioned Oracle. Yeah. So the actual uh, badge that you had around your neck uh-huh. as a little whatever thing. So the one that Oracle had is actually a charger for your Android or, or iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was awesome. It's yeah. an actual functional uh, badge holder or strap or whatever it's called. So yeah, shout out to Oracle for that or whoever came up with that. That was good. Yeah. I have one last thing on the booth scenario yep. uh, is my why. Why? And, and I love these guys. I love Shaker and I love NAS, but why do they have booths? Why do they spend money when they really don't have technology and they can use that money to send more people to shake hands, kiss babies, gather Intel and develop partnerships or sponsor podcasts or sponsor podcasts. Now, TMP (laughs) TMP has talent brew, right? So, I mean, that's that, that was really their brand while they were there. The whole thing was talent brew. So like, you know, makes sense to me on on that side of the house, but on the shaker NAS side of the house, uh, yeah, man, spend that money, you know, more, why don't, don't do a damn booth. I will end my, uh, whatever from the show, uh, with, it was a lot about who wasn't there. Ah. Um, a few, a few companies that should have been that were not, or would regularly be right. there. were not there. Uh, I will note that Glassdoor was not there, which to me helps support the thesis that indeed is just going to suck them up and eat them alive. And there won't be a glass door brand uh, at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, that was sort of telling there was no Facebook, there was no LinkedIn, there was no Google. Yeah. Who are the three companies that we talk about the most. Yeah. Couldn't even give a shit to even be there. Yeah. So that stood out to me as well. Tarquin was there. He was walking around and we actually missed each other. We were going to have a beer or coffee or something. So he was there. Definitely. Again, he didn't see worth or they didn't see worth in spending stupid amounts of cash on on a booth. But uh, in some cases, they were probably there just walking and doing business a different way. Microsoft was there, interestingly. Uh, two three, yeah, two booths. So that was Microsoft, but no LinkedIn. Yeah, that was interesting to me. Let's take a quick break uh, and talk about augmented reality, <laughs> career builder, and I guess monster. Sure. How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of, in many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. 
All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We are not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. Amit did really well on the uh, on the pitch fest stage. He did. I want to say he almost made it to the end. I don't. I don't know if any of them made it their whole pitch in the three minute time period. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, you would think like the firing squad would prepare companies, you know, for the the pitch, but. Uh, no, that was tough for them. But with two minutes of Q&A, you kind of think like, God, I got to cram more shit into my pitch because I'm not going to be able to get it out during the Q&A. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, you have you have a great insider quote. Yeah. So the reason why we didn't talk about the Career Builder booth was because we're going to do a segment on Career Builder and Monster, kind of a compare and contrast of the, kind of the old guard and how, they, how we see them today, especially after an HR tech. So- it's hilarious. Instead of me just ripping into them on their booth, and when I have two practitioners, which probably were the only two that were there, who uh, who who actually gave me mm-hmm. quotes. This is one, and I'm not going to say who it is because you you don't know in a second. Why in the fuck would Career Builder waste money on a 50 by 40 booth at HR Tech? So sad. Like the dude with the tiny penis who drives a bright yellow Corvette. <laughs> <sighs> This this is our fan base, by the way. This is who we attract. Uh, but a practitioner, but a ta- but a practitioner at at a director level. Let me let me tell you, practitioner number two, again, very high level, said jokingly, "Next year is an encore to this year's quote unquote experience. Career Builder will be lighting two hundred thousand dollars cash on fire in their booth space." <laughs> now that I like too. That I like too. I was talking to an agency person who I will not name, um, who mm-hmm. compared and contrasted Monsters' sort of booth with their mentality. Uh, okay, and I think you and I will agree on the Monster side because we interviewed uh, their CEO Scott Guts, uh, which, if you can edit that thing, will go live here at some point. But there, there is a hum- there, there is a humbleness, a humility um, in the Monster. Mm-hmm higher ups that's pretty refreshing like i think they really understand yeah. uh the the brand's been in the mud for a while they have a really high mountain to climb to fight off google yep. facebook linkedin etc but there's a real humble you know humble mentality there and i think that yeah. came through in the booth um the booth was very tempered um you know it was art it was creative and it stood out no it did but it wasn't over the top by any means and this is a company that in the past has had actual semi trucks in the uh exhibit hall to you know put their stuff up and have had you know multiple squishy monster Mm -hmm. dolls and giveaways like this was a really toned down company i think it represents or reflects uh their business going forward 
career builder, uh, my, my contact mentioned was like, he doesn't think they understand uh-huh. what's going on in the market. Like they don't understand, like they still think, um, here's my comparison is they're sort of like Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? Like, even though the, the world has shifted, LeBron has left, uh-huh. you know, the dude still kind of is tone deaf around the, the fact that they can't compete anymore, that it's all about super teams. It's all about, you know, a different yes. landscape, but they're still sort of yes. in the, they still believe like they're number one, right? their shit don't stink. Uh, they're the top dog. And it's that sort of, you know, hubris that you and I have seen through the years really destroy companies. And this, this really gaudy, uh, ridiculous booth mm-hmm. sort of highlighted both the company as well as just sort of the idiocy of the show. While they're laying off and tons of people are leaving, they're spending buckets of money on a really fancy booth at this show. So that was that was some commentary I thought was interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and again, as we talk about closed off booths versus open booths, there was a huge difference. One one was much bigger than the other one was. But uh, Monster really was focusing on their people and, and trying to get their people engaged with the industry, the industry professionals, right? The, their, their, uh, the vendors, their partners, so on and so forth. And they were doing that at high leadership levels. They Hey, these are our people meet our people, talk to our people. That I thought was cool versus something that's really closed off, walled off. And, um, you know, it was a big video game. I mean, I went through, I went through the experience because I thought, you know, if I'm going to talk about it, I want to go through it. (laughs) And they very gracious. They knew exactly who I was. They didn't punch me in the face or anything like that. Um, even though they probably wanted to and, uh, went through the experience and it was a big video game. Right. And then as almost an afterthought after the video game, I pointed over to the corner where they had they had um, monitors set up. And I said, you know, I was on my way out and I stopped myself and said, hey, are you guys demoing product? And they were like, oh, yeah. Would you like to see that? Well, fuck, yeah, I would. That's the big difference here. Okay, is that the video game is not the central point of what the focus should be here. And maybe they just want to get me the fuck out of the booth. That could have been it. Right. But uh, I went over, did uh, product demos with a couple of uh, different individuals, and they were incredibly professional. They were very smart, and they answered the questions. Whether I like the answer or not, it doesn't matter, right? That's the problem. That should be the focus. That should be, and that's been that's been Career Builder's problem for years. Is they're not focusing on the right stuff. They're not being able to pull their products together in something that people understand and selling it to the market that way. They're focusing on stupid shit like video games and <laughs> and Pokemon Go for jobs. Which I think we'll save for this week's show. Yes. So we'll we'll save that. But yeah, I think I think the dichotomy of monster current current state of monster and career builder is very telling. And I would also add that Monster's booth was filled with execs. Yeah. Like you know, the people with C in front of their title w- was there and yes. they wanted to talk about the future and where they were going. And they were very uh-huh. you know, humble. Career Builder was the sales force. Um, Irina, their new CEO, was supposed to was alleged was probably there. Um, I didn't see her or, or meet her. or There was no effort to like, hey, can we set a time aside, which Monster did, which I thought was great. Um, but yeah, 
Um, you know, I wish we could have talked about the differences in like Google's booth and Facebook's and da da da. But for the for the purpose of the show, those were kind of the two big ones that we have to cut, compare and contrast. Yeah, yeah, that's what we had. And and again, big shout out to Monster PR. They reached out to us and they say, "Hey guys, we want you to interview and have conversations with Scott and Chris Cho, uh, their their chief product officer." So I mean, it wasn't us trying to bang down their door. They were coming to us because they again are open where we're seeing so many different brands that are closed off. Amen. Now I will say that monster taking the career builder trend of colored Chuck Taylors was a little bit troubling because <laughs> career builders moved on from that. But you know, that's that aside. Uh, yeah. Props to monster for uh, the direction that they're going. And we out, we out kids. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because... Well... I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.